This podcast is part of the Michigan Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Go to michigansportsandentertainment.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we are on episode 19. So next week is going to be our JFK special. What, what? And we have Mike and Mark from Massive Late Feed joining us. So we're very excited about that one. Um, So, yeah, if you like some JFK weirdness, we got a lot of it in there. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing. So that's a lot. In other news, Rachel. It's super sick. I'm so sorry. I sound... (laughs) Awful, and I'm apologizing now. You're going to hear, unfortunately, probably at least a few sniffles. Yep, um, which is fine because I think I was sick. What all the way back in episode four? So something like it's that. Your turn. Yeah. Yeah. It's my turn to sound like an idiot on <laughs> our podcast, right? Um, so we're trying something new out this week. Instead of a weird fact of the week, we're actually going to do in the news. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, in the news. So what we do is we scour the web. And it's similar to what we put on our uh, Twitter and Facebook accounts when we're not being lazy, uh, which I give Rachel crap all the time about because she forgets to. I've been sick. We have a newborn baby. Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, so we might use uh, some stuff that we've put on our social media accounts, but this one's actually new. A flat earth documentarian uh, accidentally proved that the earth is round. Uh, a couple times. So amazing. So he was actually making a documentary for Netflix called Behind the Curve and uh, in a couple experiments proved that the Earth was round. Um, one of the video clips went viral. It's like 50 seconds long. I'll put a link up to it. Um, and just like the look on his face, man. <laughs> just like the like so utter, utter, what do, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just disappointment just utter disappointment yeah. that he felt in that exact he was moment. He's just super dejected. And uh, but anyway, so he cuts two holes in like two pieces of like drywall or something and shines a light through these holes. And he says, if the earth is flat, I'll be able to well, see they're this. they're all at the same sea level. Same height. Yeah. Same height. Yeah. And so he goes, if the earth is flat, I'll be able to see this light when I step 17 feet away or whatever. And he goes, and if it's round, then I'll need to hold my camera up high in order to see the light. And uh, yeah, so they shine the light through and he's like looking through his camera, like expecting to see the light. And he goes, on a radio, he's like, hey, w- what height is the light at? And the guy responds, 17 feet. And then he goes, which is like the feet they're all at. That's the, that's what he expected to see the light at. And he goes, OK, hold your light up higher. And then like you see the light just kind of come into view. And he just like it, all of his soul just escapes his body. So good. It was. Yeah, it was. I'm interested. Like, I wonder if he is now ignoring all of those facts and continues to be a flat earther. If, well, no, or so if this has like shattered his entire universe. No, that's a perfect. Yeah. So actually, uh, he also used a $20,000, um, like accelerometer, uh, essentially in order to detect the earth's movement to prove that it's not rotating. And it detected that it is that rotating, it's rotating <laughs> at the exact same pace that, you know, regular science says it does. And, and one of the quotes is like, um, obviously we were unwilling to accept this and started trying to debunk why it, it would, it's just like, what are you talking about? Debunk, it's facts. Yeah. So it's There's pretty good to debunk. I just love how this guy, how it all has totally backfired. It's so good. And I love the fact that because like he obviously had a contract with Netflix, they made him publish it anyways. Cause if that was me, like, and I made that, I would not yeah, put would, that out there. Like I'd be like, Oh, nah. never mind. But you know, they were like, you signed a contract, buddy. 
Yeah, like we we invested in this. We so I'm sure this is like the worst moment of his entire life, oh, and I the entire Flat Earth community must hate him. I guarantee people at Netflix knew this would be the outcome, and they're oh, yeah. so smart. I'm sure for they it. put whatever into the contract saying it doesn't matter what you prove, you have to have it. Like right. we're not. Yeah, yeah. They had to have done that, and he was probably and so and confident. Probably just sitting there watching, like, yeah. Yeah, he was probably so cocky and confident, like, oh yeah, I got this. Um, but anyway, so that's in the news. Um, let's go on. Oh, wait. News about the show. So the we, we have news. Well, yeah, I mean, just same as last week. So the oh. uh, the swag is live. It looked good. We better. posted yes, it on so- social media. Um, so it's live. We have our Patreon account is also live. Uh, shout out to Mike for being our first patron. Really appreciate you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah. So good what did I say last time? Good times on the show. Good times on the show. Um, we did record our commercial uh, for our show, and then we'll be getting some commercials for other shows uh, per our network. So uh, check out some of those other shows and listen to us for 30 seconds while you check them out because they're good shows. So once we get those commercials, we're excited to prop up those other shows. That's all I got. So are you ready to do previews? Sure. Okay. So this week, I'll be talking about the transported soldier. So a you're gonna give it all no, away i'm not gonna give it all away <laughs> um in 1593 that, a guy you're already doing it got super why do we need to know the time super good because i forgot <laughs> the guy a guy got super confused about a nap he had there you go i like that see that leaves mystery yeah it makes me wonder and want more sure unlike you just telling me the whole story in five seconds never man Anywho, I'm going to be talking about the Battle of Los Angeles, which I had never heard of until today because of RJ. Thanks, RJ. You. So this was um, this was at, like around um, the time when we as Americans joined in the fight for World War II. Pearl Harbor happened in December of 1941. Um, this all happened in February of 1942. So it was, it was pretty quick after that. And so everybody was feeling very anxious and scared and worried that more attacks like Pearl Harbor were going to happen. So we were kind of on high alert, you know? So on February 23rd of 1942, a Japanese submarine surfaced off of the coast of Santa Barbara and hurled a bunch of artillery shells at an oil field and refinery. <laughs> what a great way to put that. I know. that's, But I just don't know why. Like, it's what was your... Like a submarine with a pair... I only see a submarine with two arms just... <laughs> like, like chucking them at it. But also, like, I just don't understand what the goal was. Wait, what were they? What? What were... What, oh, what, it's an oil what field and refinery. Uh, I mean, okay, look, I didn't study for this, but... Uh, weren't we already uh, indirectly participating by doing like steel embargo on Japan and Germany? So they're probably trying mm, to get back to I don't want you to ask me these questions. Okay. I don't remember. I think enough. that's true. Tenth grade history. My dad guaranteed remembers because even though he was born in 1964, his soul was around back in the <laughs> war. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. All, we, all I have to say is it just feels very small. It just feels like if you're going to come all the way to Santa Barbara. To do it, to do an attack of anything. There was no people there. It was completely empty. They killed no one. Yeah, but this is not a history podcast, but it's probably to prove that they could do it. Because back at the time, like submarines were not like, like super. Still, it just feels again, if I was going to prove something, I wouldn't do it by like chucking a few. You mean they might do like Pearl Harbor, which they just did. Yeah, again, wouldn't you like (laughs) you come all the way from Japan to Santa Barbara to just like chuck a few things at an oil field or refinery and then go home like. I don't know. 
whatever. If I, if I was the war general, that would not be my choice. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that's why I shouldn't be a war general. I don't know. Uh, so obviously people were freaking out, right? Cause they, and they were sure that that meant something else was coming. Like what I'm saying right now, we're right. like, cause that's what I would think if like if this one thing, just one place, I'd be like, Hey, they're here. They're attacking. So the next day on February 24th at around 7 PM, Naval intelligence instructed units on the California coast to prepare themselves for a potential Japanese attack. Um, they said this because they, uh, saw something on their radar or assumed they saw something on the radar. Also, there's a chance they were just really freaking out. That's kind of what they were saying. So then at, at, for a few hours, it was completely fine. And then at 2 a.m. on February 25th, military radar picked up what they believed to be an enemy contact about 120 miles off the coast of Los Angeles. So uh, air raid sirens sounded throughout the city and they made an entire citywide blackout. Um, troops manned anti-aircraft guns and were searching the skies for enemies. So just after 3 a.m. is when there were the first reports of um, unidentified objects in the sky and the troops started shooting, which is very like iffy. Like half the people who were in the city at the time who reported anything straight up said they saw absolutely nothing. There was mm-hmm. no, they didn't see a single thing the entire time. They All they saw were the searchlights from the ground and a whole bunch of like artillery shells going off. That was it. That's some um, reported seeing lots and lots of weird objects in the sky. Um, so from there... A bunch, the whole, like, basically the entire city's coastal defense weapons joined in on the shoot, just, like, blasting at these objects that were either there or weren't there. Um, there obviously started to be chaos in the whole city, and uh, people firmly believed that they were, like, they were under attack. This was Pearl Harbor again. So, um... I mean, could you imagine the fear of, like... It'd be terrifying. Yeah, that would be... I mean, I mean you're you already just ready hear for AA it. going off. Well, especially because, yeah. like, you know, the day before... There was bombings that happened by the Japanese. Right. So really close to there. Yeah, subs were there. And then England, I mean, yeah, England had been getting bombed already. So yeah, yeah. probably. I don't know. So later in that morning um, was when the all clear was given. And it had appeared there were no more there were no more aircrafts. And um it was estimated that LA's artillery batteries had pumped over 1,400 rounds of anti-aircraft ammunition in the sky, which is insane, right? Like that's that's a lot of explosives going at something. So after all the smoke cleared, uh, did they realize that like not a single bomb had been dropped by the enemy? None. There was no um, destruction of the city whatsoever except for friendly fire. <laughs> like there were houses that had been messed up. There oh were like gosh. buildings that were blown to pieces, but it was obviously from them. <laughs> like there was literally nothing proving that anything hurt them from the sky. Yeah. Um, no. This is the worst case scenario for yeah. whoever called. So 15 people died, but it was from oh car gosh. accidents and heart attacks. Oh, good That's Lord. it. Nobody really, nobody died from any of the ammunition or anything, but like, they were so afraid they died from heart attacks. And enough of them died from heart attacks that it just said 15 people died of car accidents and, <laughs> and heart, heart attacks, attacks. Which is really sad. Can you imagine like, you get to wherever you're getting and you're like, I'm sorry, wait, there's nothing? There's a chance there was absolutely nothing. Like I died for, anyways. So many began to wonder if there was ever an attack at all um, or if everyone was just on high alert from the attack the day before. Others believed it was aliens since they had reported the aircrafts as being odd and also the idea that um, not a single there wasn't a single aircraft that had been brought down. There was no proof of any aircrafts falling down. And they these people who were sure they saw something in their eyes, the only thing that could have made it through that was an, an a UFO. Right. Because nothing of 
our nothing in our world could have made it through 1400 rounds of anti-aircraft ammunition and not gotten taken down. Um, so in an official statement, the explanation for the whole thing was that what they actually saw in the first place was an unidentified meteor meteorological mm -hmm, mm -hmm. balloon weather balloon. Weather, first, a weather balloon. First case of UFOs being denied because of weather balloons. That started all of the shooting. From there, imaginations ran wild, and that's how people thought they saw many flying objects in the sky. They called it a case of war nerves, which, like, I'd rather believe, where's the balloon? I'd rather believe there was no balloon than a balloon that made it through all of Thank our anti-aircraft. Because there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. That's not possible. That a little cute weather balloon. Yeah. Because in my eyes, they're precious. Are gonna make just it. Just doing my job. What's happening? Oh. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just, I, I, to me, legitimately, it's a better explanation of just we thought we saw something, we saw nothing, people lost it. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Because like, although it sounds a little bit like aliens to me, to be fair, like. In that time of war, in that time of that kind of fear and stuff, I could totally see that happening. Right. Well, and then once the first round was fired, you're just going to have confirmation bias. You're going to think you're seeing something and you wanted to shoot it down. Well, especially because the the um, like the generals and everything were telling them to do it. Like yeah. that was oh, yeah. they were being told to right. man their stations and to start shooting in the sky. Like, right. So you'd feel very validated in that if right. your bosses are telling you to do it. Right. Yeah. I, so. I really like the story because it's one of those things that like, I mean, if it was a UFO citywide impact, right? Like the whole, like a blackout. And then, but yeah, you have these like old ladies just dropping dead from heart attacks. So so sad. Sad. People getting in car accidents because they're trying to like right. flee the city because it's complete happening? chaos. Is there a bomb? No, it's just anti-aircraft shooting my house on accident. <laughs> Run like, can you imagine being the, the person whose house got destroyed? I know. And it's like, just what the hell guys? Seriously. <laughs> a weather balloon? Get your shit together. Although, let's say it was aliens, right? 1940s technology was not great. They would just be up there, like, laughing at us. It would have been really sad, actually. Yeah, or what if, like, the aliens came, because since there was no proof of, like, any other kind of attack from the sky, what if the aliens just came to say hi? Yeah. Like, well, they were just... And that's Man, the there's a submarine hurling stuff over here. We better check it out. And then... Well, that's the moment they were like, oh, we don't like humans. Yeah. They're not nice. They're like, look at that weather balloon over there. And so if one day... Aliens decide to take over the planet and use us as meat suits. The answer could be well, the Battle of Los Angeles. Right, on 1941, you guys were a bunch of pricks, so. We tried to be your friend, and you decided to shoot at us, and also kind of shoot at your own place. Yeah. So we left. Yeah, so all you're good for is meat suits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. It's a good story, so. Who knows if it's aliens? There's actually a pretty high, you know, likelihood it's not, but it's still pretty interesting. More than likely it isn't, but I do like it. Okay, so here's a... Here's an interesting story I'd never heard of until I was actually looking at a different story and this one looked better. So uh, I'm going to tell you the tale of Gil Perez. And Ooh. he was uh, stationed in the Philippines. So being hey, a, a Filipino man. Yeah. Um, so I like to pretend that he looked like me. Um, anyway, most of them do. So according to the story, on October 25th or 26th or 23rd or 24th <laughs> of... Fifteen ninety three. It was a long time ago. This is very inconsistent. It was a long time ago. I'm already. Um, I'm already skeptical. <laughs> Governor Gomez Perez Desmarinas died. Uh, he actually died on the twenty fifth. But anyway, so here's what happened. Uh, 
on a ship. Uh, the governor was on a ship doing, you know, governor things back in Manila. Right. So he was um, a Spanish governor in the um, Manila. I forget what they call it. Palace um, for the governor. But anyway, so he left and he was on a ship doing some business like with diplomacy with whoever Cambodia, the king of Cambodia. And uh, while on this ship, he was killed by Chinese pirates with a blow. Yeah, with a blow to the head. Right. So anyway, the ships uh, that were with him returned to Manila and then, you know, announced, hey, he uh, he died. So um, Manila had no governor. Right. Um. The palace guards were then ordered to keep the peace until a new governor was appointed. Well, Gil Perez was one of these palace guards. He was leaning against a wall, having done double duty because of all the commotion of the assassination, right? And he uh, nodded off while leaning against this wall, right? So jealous. I wish I could do that. Right. Well, Never in my life have I been able to doze off while standing. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, Uh, well, maybe you wouldn't be jealous if you knew exactly what happened to him because he awoke in a bustling city, which threw him off. Understandably, he was disoriented by the sights and smells of this place, which I mean, come on. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Anyway, so it turned out he awoke in Plaza Mayor, Mexico City, Mexico. What? Yeah. Um, and as my Spanish professor would have said, Plaza Major, because he's from Spain. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. RJ. The only, <laughs> no, the only class RJ did not get straight A's in. Oh, yeah. And by didn't get straight A's, I mean, I like, mean got like, like straight C's. Barely, barely passed. <laughs> no, it, it got to D territory. Right. Only D's I've ever had in my entire life. Spanish class. Anyway, so, um, yeah, he awoke there. And his presence and uniform were immediately noted as being really weird, right? Because he was in a Filipino uh, guard. Yeah. Also, where he popped up was right in front of the palace of the viceroy of New Spain, Luis de Velasco's place. And this was heavily guarded as well, just like the place he had just left. So they were like, where the hell did this guy come from? Right. Uh So anyway, um, they immediately took him prisoner. And uh, jailed him. But first they presented him to the uh, viceroy and he relayed the story of I was just in Manila. Um, The governor died and I'm a guard. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Right. Yeah. So they jailed him, um, which he was like fine with because he was like, I mean, I was just doing like really hard work. I don't mind like sitting. (laughs) You're going to feed me. So that's fine. Um. And then uh, the Spanish Inquisition and a bunch of like church clerics actually came in to deal with them. And they determined that the devil was to blame for this from top to bottom. That quote sounds unquote. like the most 1500s <laughs> like reason for anything. ever. Right. But I mean, it, I mean, what else would they think it was? Right. But anyway, so uh, they knew that it would take a while for his story to be confirmed. Right. Um, because it took about two months for a ship to come from Manila all the way to Mexico City. It's you're not waiting that long. Like you're just sitting there <laughs> yeah. like, what nine, happened to me? 9,000 nautical miles. So anyway, uh, after those two months pass, a ship from the Philippines does arrive with other guardsmen. Um, not only do they recognize him and they're wearing the same uniform, uh, one vouches for him and says, you were there the night of the assassination and you went missing. Where have you been? So they've been looking for the guy. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So they they had him jailed. For desertion and then uh, demonic communion, whatever. But anyway, so uh, after quite a while dealing with the Inquisition and these clerics, 
Um, he was found. So it's the Spanish Inquisition. It is the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) Nobody expected them. Um, Nobody expected it ever. Uh, but anyway, so they, uh, they found that he was a good Catholic man and like, they were like really nice to him, but yeah. So obviously it's 400 years of, uh, you know, storytelling that has probably blown this up, but here's the interesting part behind that. Um, the initial story actually came from historical work of the period called Sucesos de las Islas Filipinas, or in English, the successes of the Philippine Islands. Um, and Dr. Antonio de Morga, who served as a judge of the criminal court of the Royal Audiencia of New Spain um, and was also a legal advisor to the Office of the Spanish Inquisition, a.k.a. this dude's jailing would have been right down his alley, uh, noted in this book that it was remarkable that the news of the governor the governor's death was known the same day or the day after. Yeah, right. So it was a big deal. Like everyone right. remembers that day. Right. Because of what happened. Right. Well, not only that, but the fact that the news doesn't travel that fast back then. So yeah, like, they true. knew in Mexico City the day of or the day after. That doesn't that's oh, impossible. I didn't to think about that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was noted in this book was it like essentially in this book, it was we don't know how that happened like how in the world Mexico city could have known it's impossible for the time. Right. Um, and then in another, uh, period book about a hundred years later, conquista de las Islas Filipinas or the conquest of the Philippine islands was written, uh, by a man named Fray Gaspar de San Agustin. And he gives greater stories. Uh, I mean, great, greater details on the story of Gil Perez, um, including the mysterious transportation and conclusively determines it was the devil's work or the help of women who served as entrantresses. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, that's where this really gained some traction. Now, some people have said that, uh, they think some of the details were mixed with, um, a popular piece of fiction at the time, apparently that was fairly similar to this, but I mean, it's not like it was today. There wasn't Twitter. So it's not like they necessarily, you know, collided. But I mean, it makes sense. Right. Well, it's also not like teleportation was a huge thing back then. Right. So but either way, I mean, just the idea that a period work like noted, hey, this news traveled creepily fast. And then it also wasn't trying to like prove anything about Gil. Right. Right. Like it was just like it happened to talk about the same thing. Like I wasn't even talking about him. Right. But yeah, it's just it's just super weird um, to me. And uh, it's actually one of the more compelling cases of like time travel or, or uh, transportation that I've heard of. And that hasn't been just immediately debunked because most of them have. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like the thought of that is, is it's insane. Like to think about this dude napping on a wall and waking up in a country 9,000 miles away. Well, the most interesting idea to me is like, I wonder if it, like I'm assuming it didn't, but like, I wonder if it like never happened again. I don't know. Like, he didn't. Oh, that was Sorry. Weird. Yeah, that's a good thing you, you brought that up. So uh, he made his way home. They eventually released him um, after having said that he was, you know, a good Catholic man. Yeah. Uh, and they sent him back to the Philippines where he just never reported anything like this happening. Like, yeah. Huh, what a weird and, thing that happened to me. Yeah, I teleported to a completely different country. Yeah. Well, and that was that was the other weird part. That was he'd only made the return trip. He'd never like because he's ne- he'd never been to Mexico before. So he, 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 they like, he sailed home. He and couldn't even like get back home teleporting? No, like he had to sail home. And that was the only time he was ever on a ship like that. Can you, like, he think, like, <laughs> if I was him, I'd be like, okay, so like the one time this happened for me, it was the most inconvenient moment. And I ended up in the worst possible situation. I ended up getting jailed. Right. Wait, other times it would have been convenient for him. 
Right. Like, I wonder if he was just like, like standing there and he's like, okay, now. Oh yeah. Oh, I guarantee he tried. <laughs> well, maybe. Like he's in a fight with his wife and he's like, okay, now. Yeah, exactly. There had to be. I mean, okay. So let's, let's pretend it's completely true. Right. How, how it could have happened. It's so weird. But the only thing that comes to my mind is the fact that it was like two like places, you know, because they were both yeah. Spanish palaces. But he'd never been there. Like, how would he even know how to get there? He wouldn't. But like, I'm saying like, okay, from like a time fold, like warp, like wormhole. Well, warp you're talking thing. about that stuff I don't know anything yeah, about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that it's, hey, this guy belongs in this timeline. Oh, here's the Spanish palace. That's close enough. And then blap. And there you go. <laughs> like he like went off into the teleporting universe and whoever controls that was like, I don't know. Oh, put him over man. there. Uh, speak Spanish 1593. Yeah, uh, probably here. That. Yeah. Well, and beyond that, it's probably because we live in a matrix. You know what else I think about, though, is maybe like it freaked him out so bad. The dude never took a nap again. And maybe that was like <laughs> the thing that would trigger it. And from right. then on, he was like, no naps. No, well, maybe that's like, why he's like on the level of a two year old. No, maybe that's why everybody is like, that's why you don't nap standing up, y'all. Like that's that's the that's really the problem there. But yeah, maybe that's that's it. You just nap standing up and that's the end of it. That's how you teleport. Yeah, we, we to found a place out. that you don't want. We I, found out what they're trying to hide from you. I just love because like all the accounts, because I read like five or six different articles about this and like every account noted like how chill this guy was about it. Like he was just like, I mean, I'm here. I know what happened. And he he, he said he was like the government. The governor was assassinated. The only way or assassinated. The only way I would know that is if I were there. And then he was like, I'll go to jail. I don't care. But like, he was just so chill about it. They all said he was very like professional. Maybe it was just like, once they were like, you need to go to jail. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's, what, that's what we would that's do. That's what I would do. Yeah. If some they weirdo that did that to us. He was a soldier. Up in our place. He was a soldier for 20 years prior to this happening. So yeah. He was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. But yeah. So I love like old timey supernatural stuff because... It's just the it's just the devil. It's the devil. <laughs> well, like if that, if that so... happened even like twenty years ago, people would research into it. He would be like a lab, a lab rat for right. as much as they could let him be. Well, then people but back like, then it was just like well, I don't know. Lock and they him in a buy cage. in so a hundred percent. Like there's no way this is something else. Like it was definitely the devil, and it definitely happened. You but know? like the funniest part is you could just ask him like Have you ever like consorted with the devil? No. He's like no. And they found me a good Catholic man, and yet still it's just it must be the devil. Well, yeah, they were or like enchantresses. It's the enchantresses. Yeah, they did this to him. Yeah. Which I love that it. makes sense. That, make, that makes me happy. Right. Because it's just like it couldn't be anything else. Which, you know, to be fair, right now I'm sitting here like, I don't know what else it could be. But I definitely don't think it was an enchantress or the devil. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, fold in space time, I guess. But why not an enchantress, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Very yeah. weird. So the, the moral of the story is don't unless you, you want to teleport to somewhere you shouldn't be and then get jailed, don't take naps. Standing up. Just no, maybe just don't take naps. No, I took a nap today. It was great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the cutest sound ever. Oh, how do you live the rest of your life being terrified that you're going to be teleported somewhere else? Well, and also especially okay, like you're hanging out with your buddies, they're new buddies. They don't know about any of this, and like you're going out to drink or going out to do whatever, and you're like, hey, so like, what's the crazy thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> and everybody's going around like, oh, one time I like got arrested for being an idiot, or one time I did this and it gets to Gil, and Gil's like, did I ever tell you about my trip to Mexico? <laughs> No, man, must have been a wild time. You don't even know. Like, <laughs> I ended up in jail. No, really? What'd you do? Yeah. How'd you get there? Um, sorting with the devil. <laughs> these damn enchant- enchantresses. Um, but yeah, so that, that's very strange. So 
that was another episode of Skeptical Skeptics and is a little shorter this time due to sick baby and sick wife. So apologies. Yeah, I don't know. I've got time for this, guys. I, yeah. need to, I need to be resting and dying a little. Yeah. And listen to that baby in there. I mean, it's just. Oh, oh, it's smack. <laughs> I fucked his head oh, on Oh, no. Make your make your snorties. Now he's silent. Of course. I think he's pooping. There he goes. No, uh, he's pooping. He's pooping. He okay. Stinks. Well, anyway, so. Yeah, but it's still an interesting episode, in my opinion. I really liked uh, both those stories. And as always, uh, please rate us, review us on iTunes. Uh, we'll be doing like a shirt giveaway soon, probably. And um, like us on social media, follow us there. And if you'd like to support us, please look for our Patreon or some swag or whatever. And if you if you do end up becoming a Patreon member, um, you can do one of the bigger packages, get the swag that's attached to it and then downgrade to like zero or one dollar. So that, that's just something I want you to know. Like, so if you're looking at getting a shirt or whatever, um, jump onto our Patreon account, join for one month at a higher price, get the swag that you're interested in and then jump back off of there. That would be the best way to do that. So, uh, yeah, reach out to us. Always open for feedback. Love uh, the interactions we've had with you guys and really appreciate your support. Thanks. Bye.